With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 150 years. 1872 to 2022. Taken from the founders Tom Valance was very much a man for his time. It is inconceivable the many and varied talents this man was blessed with would have been allowed to flourish if he had been a footballer of the modern era. A natural athlete, he settled into the full-back role, reaching prominence with his teammates in the matches of the 1877 Scottish Cup final against Vale of Leven. He was also a born leader, the first of the line of the great Rangers captains. By the end of the decade, he was the finest footballer in Scotland and England. In 1879, he had his brother, Alec, beside him in the first Rangers side to win a trophy, the Glasgow Merchants Charity Cup. In retrospect, it can be argued that Tom Valancey's contribution to the fortunes of the Rangers was greater, more important, off the field of play rather than on it. Tom was appointed club president in 1883, the first of six seasons in the role. Tom took ownership of the restaurant, the Club at 22 Paisley Road West, which is now the Viceroy Bar. The Viceroy Bar is our matchday local and we proudly honour Tom Valance with the name Club at 22, an icon and one of the gallant pioneers of Rangers Football Club. Mr. Tom Valance. Hi everyone and welcome to Club Preview here at Club at 22, the Rangers podcast. Um, that was actually quite a good wee intro there with Tom Valance. Um, I'll come to us. We've got a guest here tonight. It's a full house. Um, we'll first come to Scotia. Um, I know you did a bit of, bit of research, Scotia, and Tom Valance. Not the drinking side in terms of the pubs you visit, but um, <laughs> how are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Absolutely shattered, to be honest. I've been kind of napping on the couch all day after that last night. Took it out of me, to be honest. But yeah, no, Carney, once again, that was a great wee intro. Um, see, when you done the one the other week there, or on Tuesday there, I thought you you were asking us to pick out a Rangers great to talk about, and I'd went for Valance, so that's why when you came to me, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I was born just across the hill from where I stay, so then he moved up just along, up past Rue, so that's about 10 minutes away from, from me. Yeah, what pubs is he on in the town, Scotia? Oh, in Glasgow, it was the Viceroy, and then there was, was there one called... What was it called? Can't remember. Can't remember. I thought now. you would know that Scotia man, a man, a man of um, you know. The Lansdowne. Down, it was so. called Lansdowne. It was called Lansdowne. There we go. Lansdown. There we go. There we go. Anyway, and we have Scott Carney. How are we doing? Yes. Good evening, everybody. Um, yeah. Uh, as I say, the wee intros are uh, just our way of celebrating 150 years. Uh, Going to do different ones. Um, 
just got to apologise, mate. I don't know how we managed to get our wires crossed that badly. Um, I just meant if there was anybody else that you would like me to do, uh, just kind of let me know. Uh, but yes, uh, good to be here. I say we are live tonight. Get involved in the comments as always. Uh, still buzzing after last night. I am also very tired because I had to go up and go to work and I didn't get to bed. So I didn't get to sleep till about two in the morning or something like that, just with the adrenaline going through me. All of that to come to. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, just before uh, we get to Ryan, sorry, Ryan. Uh, just a f- couple of shout outs. Um, Winker Watson uh, for the coffee. What a name, by the way. What an absolute name. Uh, thank you very much for the support. And t- today as well, Math Vader for the three coffees, for the three goals. Um, absolutely tremendous, Math. Thank you so much. Uh, and I hope your wee girl enjoyed her, her first night at iBrooks last night. What a night to be there. So, yes, looking forward to this weekend off. And I get to start it all by talking about last night. Cannot wait. And last but not least, we have Ryan as well. Ryan, are you still feeling it from last night? I don't think I'm feeling it as much as you're maybe feeling it today, Ali. Um, those voice <laughs> I was notes all right last night. Ah, so, uh, well, yeah, those voice notes were um, <laughs> superb last night. The highlight of my night almost. Um, and Carly, I think you're, I think uh, you need to have a bubbly Scotia. Those, the, the comms came crystal clear to me. I knew exactly what you meant, mate. Um, so I'll just, I'll yeah. just throw Scotia right, right under the bus with that one. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> yeah, I think you'll need to listen next time, Scotia. At least you did a bit of research, so that was good. But um, no, we'll just we'll dive straight into the game. But before we dive into the game, I would just like to put a, a shout out to the Union Bears once again. I thought their display last night, uh, to be fair, sitting in a club deck, you didn't really get to see it as good as when I've watched the back in the telly. Um I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was um, it was clever by the Union Bears the way they did it. Um, Carney, what was your thoughts on the display from Union Bears once again? Absolutely tremendous. I was the same, mate. I I didn't know it was happening, so I only caught like the very last kind of seconds or so of it. And I was like, I don't know what that was. I, I didn't see it very well. Um, not paying attention. I was too busy watching the team coming out, I suppose. But uh, yeah, from seeing the replays of it back, wow, man, it really does look so good, especially from the Copeland. It looked absolutely fantastic. So yeah, credit to them again for that. I mean, brilliant. I think it was all like cannons or something like that they used to do it. I'm not yeah. really sure. It must have been some form of cannon anyway or something to do it. It, it was really, really good. And uh, I hope they've got many more for this month because they are they are upping their game. Not that they were bad before, but with this, it's it's absolutely brilliant. And to do the Blue Star, very, 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 a, a class touch, that. Yeah, it was very fit. And Ryan, obviously, you sit down going front as we all know. Did you get a, a good view of the display from there? Um, well, my dad just turned to me and went like, ah, that was a bit shite tonight, wasn't it? Uh, so... <laughs> and I, he, and I said, I said, I said, I, I said, I think we're a bit low down, Dad. I don't think we could actually see what happened there. Um, we'll see what it looks like on <laughs> on social media. But uh, during the game, I had a wee look. I'd seen the pictures and I uh, loved it. I didn't actually see it live. I just caught the, the side of it. So it was just like white confetti going away. So I didn't actually get the picture until, until I'd seen it on social media. But it was, I mean, the Union Bears are the most consistent th- thing about Rangers just now. Their standards are so, I mean, they are, they're just a credit to the club, Ali. They really are in... Uh, what a display it was again. Yes, Scotia, I, I, I think the lads have been fantastic with displays recently. I books. I mean, obviously we had the one when we won fifty five, and they were down, down at the Squinty Bridge doing that display, which was phenomenal. But I, I, their last two displays have, um, have been have been brilliant. And how they top it if we get into the last eight, Scotia? I don't, I don't know what they'll do for that one. Oh, looking forward to that. I can tell you because yeah, they've been. They've been excellent, um, and you, you got to have to give them credit because the amount of money that that must you know they must put in to kind of do all that. I must confess, though, like the guys, I didn't catch it at the game. I kind of like Ryan just turned to the side and seen all that white confetti going. But watching it back in the highlights uh, today, uh, it was spectacular. Yeah, so now brilliant for the Union Bears, but um, diving into the game. So obviously the lineup was McGregor. Tav, Goldson, Balogun, Bassey, Lindstrom, Jack, Aribo, Kent, um, Kamara, and Morelos. Um, Ryan, I'll come to you. Was there um, any surprises? I know we all, well, obviously I was away for work, but I picked the same team as you guys in terms of we thought Arfield would play, but any surprises there? I know Arfield was the obvious one. I just Arfield was the only one that I was really surprised not to see. Um, I did have a wee joke saying that Arfield would be playing every position for us because he does seem to do that at the moment. But yeah, Arfield was the only surprise for me in the starting lineup. 
I was happy enough. Um, it, as a team that picks itself in Europe, I think we all know what Gio's doing in Europe. We can understand his tactics. He likes to utilise John Blundstrom if he plays in midfield, but he knows he's got that option to drop him into defence. Big Shirley's an outlet up the left-hand side. He's Nobody's playing left-back in Europe apart from him. Um, and everything feeds into Alfie, so there was no... No surprises really for me with the lineup. Yeah, Ali, I was I was happy with thinking about the game. Yeah, Carney. I mean, I know after the, the Aberdeen game, um, I wouldn't say you were critical in Kamara, but you, you didn't think Kamara played overly great against Aberdeen. I know on the your, your, um, on Club Deck Corner, you, you kind of thought you were a wee bit harsh on him. Um, what was what was your thoughts of seeing Kamara in the team there instead of obviously because of Arfield was out injured? Well, at first, you you immediately get. I think you get flashbacks from when we used to play very defensive midfielders all the time uh, under Gerard. So you're you're thinking, what are we what are we planning and doing here? But moving Kamara forward, I'm not going to say that he wasn't effective. He was effective, and I, I think I much prefer him when he's further up the pitch. No player was bad last night. I can't sit here and really have a criticism of any Rangers player. Um, I think they all more than exceeded um, their job roles. It's something that maybe Gio's experimenting with, maybe pushing them a wee bit further forward, trying to make them much more influential in the game because I've said it so many times, I even said to the guy who sits next to me last night, he did this one wee moment where he was down in the left-hand corner, Kamara, and his footballing brain is incredible. He's a very intelligent football player, but sometimes he just doesn't use it, and it's just the easy pass and just the easy pass. So I was a bit shocked that, that it was Kamara over um, Aribo, but I was delighted when I seen that he was a wee bit further forward and it was going to be Jack and Lundstrom doing the, the kind of holding role and freeing up Kamara, uh, and I think he... He, he performed good. Um, I can't really, I can't be too critical of him at all. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Scotch, obviously, we've we seen the team come out in the pub and obviously with Arfield wasn't there and Kamara was in. I, I, he's probably the only real option we had there, Kamara. I know we can all have a laugh and a joke um, about Aaron Ramsey. He was probably the <laughs> obvious guy to slot into that position, but we all know about him at the moment. So, what about yourself, Scotia? Were you sort of you all right with that team, or did you did you think somebody else could possibly come in that position instead of Kamara? No, I was fairly comfortable with that team when I seen it, and I kind of ex- expected it to be the sort of team that we've played in in Europe before, because I think it would be interesting to see Baron, obviously Bassey and Lundstrom. That's all the rest of them have probably played in that team in Europe quite a few on quite a few occasions. So the surprises for me were that Arfield wasn't even on the bench. Like, I didn't click that at first when the teams came out. So he wasn't even on the bench. Um, and then also, obviously, like the guys have said there, the way we actually lined up with Kamara playing that wee bit further forward, which I've seen him do for Finland and a lot more a lot more often. Um, so that, that was a wee bit of a surprise to me because I thought it would just be your kind of standard Lundstrom, Jack, Kamara midfield where Rebo pushed out further right. But it was yeah, a bit more like so... a 4 2 three, one. Yeah, so, um, yeah, no, diving into the game. Obviously, a couple minutes into the game, Red Star have the ball in the back of the net. It's offside, lines and puts a flag up. Like, before the boy even hit it, the flag was up. And then, obviously, after eight, nine minutes, whatever it was, Ryan Kent, with what to me was a carbon copy of the, the Dortmund penalty at Ibrooks. It was the exact same, everything about it. Goes down. I'll be honest, once again, like the Dortmund game, I didn't really see it. Obviously, Ryan Jack has a shot afterwards, and then obviously it goes to bar. I turn to the guy beside me because as soon as the guy goes to telly, I'm going, This is a penalty because he's not going to telly for any reason. Um I'll come back to you, Scotia. What was your thoughts when you when you seen the, the bar go up? Did you did you see Ryan Ryan Kent go down or were you in the similar boat as myself? You kinda missed it. I seen him go down, but I do all in all honesty, I didn't think it was a penalty at the time and like I was like, right, okay. And then when the ref stopped it to go to VAR, there was people round about me going, what's that for? And it was like, it must be Kent. It must be Kent. Um, so yeah, at the time, I honestly didn't think it was a penalty. Watching the highlights back, you know, it, it probably is a penalty, but you know what? See if that was given against us. I would probably be saying that's not a penalty, but that's maybe me just misinterpreting the rules and not knowing the, the rules fully. Um Take it all day long, and I just—it's the three words you love to hear: penalty to Rangers. So, I loved it. It is indeed, it is indeed. Ryan, I'll come yourself. Um, yeah, I mean, I've I've watched it back. He kind of does dangle a leg. The boy touches him. 
I it's a penalty. You can say it's slightly soft, but you'll take it all day long when it's for your team. But um, yeah, what were your thoughts when you seen VAR flash up once again? Were you getting deja vu from the Dortmund game? I was starting to panic because I thought I'm going to have to get off this fence with VAR and decide which side, what, um, <laughs> what team I'm on because if this goes for Rangers, then I'm going to have to be team VAR. I was the same as yourself. As soon as I seen the referee going over to look at the screen, I said to the guy next to me, we've got this, this is coming our way, we're getting this penalty. Because I think, as far as I know, they get a discussion in their ear and I think they, let, they leave it to the referee to have the final say on it. So, yep, I knew we were getting it. Can I remember? I, can, I was caught up in the emotions of the game. I can't even remember the foul or what happened in the box because it's at the Broomland end and I just... I saw it on the TV and... Um, I don't think it's a penalty. I've got to be honest, and that'll it's not very staunch of me. I, th- I think Ryan <laughs> Kent kicks him. I think yeah. Ryan Kent kicks him, and I mean, I'll take it all day, and if we get one of them against Celtic, then happy fucking days. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I was, and I didn't as well. See when Tav stood up, stepped up to take it. I don't know why, but I knew we'd score. I don't know what it was. I was more nervous about the Dortmund one, but last night I knew we'd score that. I just, I could, I could feel the buzz about the stadium before Tav took it and I just knew we were scoring. So uh, I absolutely delighted it. Yeah, just coming on to that there, Carney, when obviously Tav stepped up to take it, we've had a discussion in terms of if Kamar Roof's in the team, when Tav's in the team, who now takes the penalties. I think we all agree James Tavernier is a penalty taker going forward. I think he's got a bit of confidence about him in front of penalties now. I feel confident. I'll be honest, when he hit it, I kind of first thought, oh, fuck, he's won that. But to be honest, looking back, it is one of the most perfect penalties you will ever see and probably one of the best penalties I've ever seen James Tavernier take in a pressure game. What was your thoughts on it? Yeah, I'm not sure if he slipped. However, I will give him the benefit of the doubt just based on the way last night went. Uh, I'm now back to the point of James Tavernier hitting a penalty that I no longer think, oh God, he's going to miss it. I am now confident again that Tav will. It's, I said it last night when I did the reaction video. Nights like that, for me and my personal opinion, they, they illustrate why James Tavernier is the Rangers captain. People want him to be screaming and to be shouting at people and to be pulling people over and whatever else. That's kind of not the way that... Tav chooses to be his captain. I think he leads by example. The work rate Tavernier put in last night was incredible. It, it really, really was. And after the, seeing the game back as well, I, I think I was, I was right in saying that last night. Uh, so, no, Tav will be our penalty taker going forward. It's a great penalty. I mean, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's a tremendous penalty. But if, I think if you honestly ask James Tavernier, he probably went, oh, no, I've missed it. <laughs> and it's just went straight into the top corner because it is... So, I mean, the, the keeper could have dived early for that and he still wouldn't have got it. It was literally in the postage stamp of the top corner. Uh, but look, he stepped up and he did the business um, when the pressure was high. That's why James Tavernier is the captain of Rangers. So, no, I was delighted that he got the goal. Yeah, Scotia, I mean, I, I think Tav at the moment is is leading by example, showing why he's a captain. Um, that That's pressure to stand up there and, and take a penalty like that, especially in a, a high-level game like that. Were you feeling as confident as the rest of us that you thought Tav was going to rifle that in the back of the net? I was, yeah. Um, I mean, it was, you know, he's had two in the last what, two weeks in big pressure games, and at the moment he's he's knocking them in. So, yeah, there's not much more I can say. I would just be repeating Carney, it's a penalty. I can't can't dissect it much more than it was an absolutely cracking one. Um, and I'm, I've, as I've said before, I'm absolutely fine with Tav being our penalty. Taker, but at the same time, if there's a player on the day that feels a wee bit more confident, like say a roof or a Sakala get fouled in the box and they're absolutely flying, I would have no qualms with them taking it either. Yeah, it was um, not a perfect start for Rangers, and then um, obviously the bouncy started after that. I know me and yourself, Scotia, don't like the bouncy at 1 0. It's um, I don't do it at that point. I'm in 11 minutes as well. Yeah, because I have the utter fear that the team will just go up the park and ruin it for us. So, yeah, I don't like that at that point. But it didn't take long for Rangers to make it to. A ball for Ryan, um, Ryan Jack into the box, falls to the feet of Alfredo Morelos. And I'll be honest, as soon as it came to the ball to his feet, I knew this was hitting the back of the net. Um, Ryan, what were you thinking? Two up, 15 minutes gone, we're 2 nil up. Morelos is away doing the celebration. It's, um, aye, dream start. I was just glad I never failed to Kamara. I already squared past it. <laughs> uh, well, 
No, that's harsh. I'm only joking. Of course, I'm joking. Uh, I was fucking buzzing, buzzing for Alfie, and I think he took a wee bit of criticism um, at the weekend. And people just expect goals from all the time. If you don't give the man service, he's not going to score goals. Alfie, you need to play to his game. We had a we had a conversation in the last pod, I think, and we were saying how Rangers are so their attack is so channeled towards him and, and feeding off balls that he, he lays off for Kent and the, mid, the, mid, the rest of the midfielders. I thought Alfie was, I know we'll probably touch on it a wee bit more, but I thought Alfie was unplayable yesterday. Unplayable. He had a moment in the first half, I think it might have just been before that, and he shouldered the guy off. Like he nearly, he nearly sent, he nearly sent him into Brimland, and he really did. And, and the, the government front burst out laughing. He was unplayable last night, but the goal was, um, yeah, I was the same as you. As soon as it fell to him, I knew we'd drill at home, and I was so pleased. From Thursdays are Thursday nights are Alfie's nights. He, he loves playing on that stage. And I, I, before he scored, I said to the guy next to me, I was like, when he when he plays like this, he is unplayable, and that's what he was. He deserved his goal, and uh, absolutely delighted for him. Yeah, can he, he? He just thrives in these nights, Morelos. It's, it's something about it. The a Thursday night under the lights at Ibrox, he, he comes alive in these nights. And I, I thought, I thought at times in that first half, like Ryan was saying, he was unplayable when he bullied that boy. He just banged him out of the way. The, the goal, obviously, the celebration. We all love to do the celebration <clears throat> each other on the ground. It's brilliant. Um, <laughs> I what, what what was your thoughts on Alfie quickly on that goal? Yeah, I get pelters now when Alfredo scores, mate, for everybody around me because they know, because <laughs> the guys that watch the podcast now know. Well, considering I walked about all uh, all of this morning going like this to people, morning, <laughs> morning, morning, <laughs> they're like, <laughs> what's going on? Um, I, I can't put into terms how good Alfredo Morelos was last night and even watching the game back and the clips that I've seen, the clips Ryan sent in, the group chat as well. There was actually one before that as well. It was quite early on as we went up the right-hand side and he just bundled the guy out the road. It was just... And immediately I turned around to my dad and I was like, Alfie is so up for this. I was like, he is ready. Absolutely ready. Uh, Alfie is... Uh, this is when... This is why I'll always defend Alfredo Morelos because this is the player that Alfredo Morelos can be. I, I I think he's one of the best strikers Rangers have had in probably my lifetime, and that's maybe maybe I'm being people might think I'm being a wee bit too much living in the moment, but I genuinely think he's one of the best strikers we've had in my lifetime. To do that on a European stage, I think that's seven European goals this season, um, which is the most of a Rangers player ever. That's never it's never happened before. I, I I run out of ways to to sum up Alfredo. Uh, he was unplayable. I'll just repeat what you guys have said. Unplayable in the mood, bullied them. They were terrified of them. They were almost as terrified of him as much as the Thames are terrified of Ryan Kent. Genuinely, uh, they they were absolutely terrified of him. They had nothing to do with him, and. For the, as soon as the ball came to the wee man, I was like, oh, he's going to score. <laughs> of course he's going to score. It's his night. Said it last night. I'm pretty sure Alfredo Morelos now owns the Europa League. Um, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't put into words how much he is so vital for this football club, and especially in Europe. So he's a Buffalo soldier, uh, and I love him. Yeah, Scotia, obviously... You've booked a Airbnb in Seville, as we all know, which sleeps, I think, five or six. So, um, <laughs> obviously, the four years are going. Jamie Lowe will probably want to go as well. But when Morelos makes it two after 15 minutes, are you thinking your dream to Seville's on here? You know what? I don't want to get overconfident, but a wee bit. Absolutely buzzing. That first 15 minutes was brilliant. And it continues for a wee bit longer as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, the guys have covered Alfie really well, um, so I'll just be repeating myself with what they said, but he's been bullying, bullying defences in Europe, you know, this season, and I mean, he had Hummels on toast against Dortmund, particularly at Ibrox, and last night again, the, the centre-halves couldn't really handle him, and when he drifted out into the right as well, they couldn't handle him. The goal itself was brilliant, it was clearly... Um, something that we've worked on in the, t the training pitch because there's quite a few occasions that we take the corner and knock it out to Jack for him to, to whip it in to the sort of back post. Um, so, really good goal. And um, I think that now takes, fairly certain that takes Alfie up to third top scorer in the Europa League history, or like Europa UEFA League history, be only Hunt Lard and uh, Henrik Larsson above him. 
and only one yeah. or two of those goals I think came for HJK so the majority of them have all been for Rangers yeah no it's fantastic for Morelos and he just he, like you say thrives thrives in this competition but yeah so it's further on to the game 22-23 minutes I think it is um, Ryan Jack pulls a guy back I don't think he has to do it to be honest um, and gives a penalty away I'll be honest, at this point, I was thinking, oh, Christ, here we go. Um, we're going to let them back into the game. We've had discussions in this podcast all about bringing John McLaughlin into the team. We've all said he should be coming in. Obviously, Gio, well, we all know Gio wants McGregor there. Nights like this, the big saves. This, this is Alan McGregor. Scotia, I'll come back to you. A stat i seen today is the oldest keeper. Um, to save a penalty in the Europa League. I know you like stats, so there's one for you there. But what a fantastic save that was from Alan McGregor last night. I think it's one of the best penalty saves, and he's made a few penalty saves for us, crucial ones, but I think that's one of the best ones. That was a strong hand he got to that, because that boy was hitting that ball, and it was a phenomenal, phenomenal save from Alan McGregor. Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, and it's not, I know we've been criticising McGregor at times, Um but it's not for his shot-stopping ability that we're criticising him for, and that penalty save, better than the Samaras save all those years ago, um, better than some of the other ones he's made, I think. When I was watching it, when I was watching the boy run up, I just had this wee, out, like, look down at that wee right-hand corner spot, and I went, right, the ball's going in there. Not that I'm saying <laughs> I predicted it or anything, but I just went, right, I think the ball's going to go in there, and I think going to save it. You're a geller? That's me. That's Yuri Geller? That's Aye. So now that was an absolutely brilliant save for McGregor. And he's, I think we need to do this more often, kind of criticise him because he comes back and kind of, you know, puts yeah. it back to us and goes, well, no, you're wrong. Um, I know you were saying that his, um, his wife was sitting down yeah, in front of you and um, when the chants were going on, um, hands over the face with the chants afterwards. But it was it was absolutely brilliant. And McGregor had a, a really decent game overall. I think there was one wee, for that offside goal that Katai had, I think he should have maybe done a bit better there. Um, it kind of gave me parallels, slight parallels to what uh, Donnarumma done against Benzema during the week there, <clears throat> just with the goalkeeper just being a bit too bit too slow. Um, but other than that, he was absolutely brilliant last night when called upon. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. That that one you, you touched on there, I, I thought he should have held the ball there and it obviously spelled that boy and he put it in the net, but he was offside. But Carney, this is, this is what... Alan McGregor is all about. This is this is what he lives for, and what more can you say about the man? Forty years of age, and he's pulling saves off like that in Europa League. He's uh he's 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 probably Ryan. Some Rangers up has been bipolar. Alan McGregor has to be bipolar with his performance levels because last night he made a few. He did make a few mistakes. See, actually, initially straight after the penalty save, he should have come for because I came and collected the ball at a corner, and he didn't. And you're just like, God, the two worlds of Alan McGregor. But some of the stops last night, I didn't even mention the one that he made last night, uh, where they really should have scored, but he managed to save it. But the penalty save is, yeah. I mean, how many times have we seen Alan McGregor save a penalty like that? He's just so calm and. Nothing really fades him. Even see when you watch it back, he's just standing like bolt upright. Do you know what I mean? He's not like trying to spread himself. He's literally standing bolt upright, and he's just like, I think McGregor's already picked what corner he's going to. So he's like, I'm going to get a hand on this, no matter what. And yeah, I struggle with ways to <laughs> to, to put it into words about McGregor, but maybe he is a a a a, a, a big game player. Um, maybe that's when he's only going to perform. I don't know. It's hard because. We all called for McLaughlin, um, and now you're you're kind of thinking to yourself, well, after after obviously now that he's making these saves, I'm kind of backtracking on myself. Uh, but should he be only just a big game keeper? Should he only play in the big games and then the kind of run of the mill league games? Should it be McLaughlin? But what will that do for his fitness levels? Will he seize up the age that he is without being disrespectful to him? I don't know. It's a real catch-22. Uh, what I will say, though, I would say last night just cements him for the rest of the season as being our number one. I don't think there'll be any any real change in it, even if there is any further mistakes that happen. But the save is it's world class, and he's 40 years old. 
Yeah, yeah. Ryan, I, I was sitting the boy next to me when he saved that. I went, I'm shitting myself more about the corner kick afterwards. And it was nearly proof correct because it was a bit of panic stations right after he saved the penalty. Um, like Al McGregor, Ryan, I mean, we've criticised him and rightfully so, I think, to be honest, this season he has cost his points. But last night, that game could have turned if that ball went to the back of the net and he kept it 2 0. And um, I think he was fantastic last night. I really do. I can't believe he never caught that penalty. I've been catching. Listen, it's sh- shame on us all. Shame on us all because I, even I said that uh, McGregor should be dropped. I was late to the party with it, but I did. I ended up saying that he should have been dropped. And there you go. In no way should he be dropped. Geo, another decision that Geo's got right. We were all waiting on being dropped in the. Correct me if I'm wrong, boys. Was it the Aberdeen game or was it the game before that? We were waiting on him being dropped and we said if he's not dropped this game, then he's our keeper for the rest of the season. And Gio made the call, stuck with Alan McGregor. And once again, Gio has got the decision right. Alan McGregor has come up trumps. He has pulled off a few worldies. That penalty save, I'm trying to think of a better penalty save because it's, it's the, as you say, it's the pace the boy hits it at. It's a fantastic penalty save and it's so crucial to the game because how in bal- how the game was balanced at the time. Um, he's just he's just brilliant. I mean, we're, we're lucky to have him, and uh, we need to get behind him no matter what. If he does if he does make an error, we need to get behind him because he is our goalkeeper for these remaining whatever we have 10, 12 games and all competitions, whatever it's going to be. He is going to be our goalkeeper, but that's what he does. Alan McGregor is. And always has been a world-class goalkeeper, and I'm so glad he's ours. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Um, obviously, I'm just looking at the time there. We're nearly half an hour in us already. We're only in 22 <laughs> minutes of a game, so um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, there were a couple of bad decisions. We'll come on to VAR at the very at the end of it, but obviously, half time, Rangers up two 0 up. Carney, you, me, Scotia, Tommy, your dad, Ian, and his missus were all in there talking. Everyone's happy. Um, I, I don't think he could have went any better and VAR was going for his and everything. What, what was your thoughts at half-time at that point? Very happy, like, uh, and very impressed. Like, I, we, as I say, we we all expected quite a, a stuffy, tough match. This team don't concede goals. Just look, go back and look at their last 10 games or whatever. They don't concede goals and we were 2-0 up and we'd adjusted to them. They didn't really adjust to us. With Morelos being... In absolute absolute beast mode and just deciding, no, I will not give you a second to breathe. Ryan Kent as well, I thought was great. Everything about it and the flexibility that we were shown with dropping in Lundstrom into the defence, pushing into the midfield, all of that, just it worked down to a tee and I was very confident and you can, you can praise me if you would, but at half time I said, we'll win this game three now uh, and... I was correct. <laughs> yes, I I was about to say, I wasn't going to say it, but yes, you did say that. And I went, fuck's sake, Carney, you just fucking jinxed that. Because um, I hate things. I'm a wee bit superstitious with things like that, and I hate that. But um, Scotia, were you as confident as Carney at that point? You're superstitious, Ali. This coming from the boy saying that we won't concede against Ross County. And yeah, like that. I know. I'm never saying that again. <laughs> Sorry, what was your question? I said, obviously, Carney was very optimistic in terms of thinking it was going to be 3 0. But were you as optimistic at half time going into the second half? You know what? I was feeling confident, but I, I, I did say to use at half time that I thought we maybe dropped Lundstrom back into that back three a wee bit too early. Um, and I think we lost a wee bit of zip in the midfield at times. But that was probably me, been me at the time being far too greedy and wanting to go and score another because I think there, were, there was opportunities to do that in the first half with the way that we would have played up to sort of 25 minutes. Um, but looking back on it, Gio made the absolutely correct decision. And, um, you know, obviously we start the second half and we'd reverted back to the formation we started with for a week period. But um, no, I was feeling fairly confident. Ryan, yourself, was your dad happy at halftime? I know you say he's not really happy at most things, but I'm, I'm taking it he was happy at 2-0 at halftime. Oh, no, he was. He was, ha- he was happy and so was I. Just... I thought Rangers' application and their attitude was spot on. I know I always go on about those two two qualities, but I do think it's so important. I drill it into my sons. They're fed up hearing me say about application and attitude. 
and so is everybody in the podcast right enough. But I think it is so important that the players you could see how hungry we were. We were winning the first balls. If we weren't, if we lost out in the end, we were winning the second balls. Rangers just looked so hungry, and I felt yes. I've seen people say like, "Oh, Red Star should have scored," but no, they weren't. They weren't on side. Like, no, they shouldn't have scored because you play by the rules. They don't score goals, so that's it. Rangers were good for the 2-0 and I, I was really confident at half-time. I thought we could go on and win the game 3-4, I've got to be honest. Yeah, that could have been happier at half-time. And obviously, Scotia, you come down and sit beside me the second half, as always, because the guy that sits beside me lives in London and never uses his season ticket. I think he appears twice a year for the Celtic games, and that is it. So, Scotia comes down. Usually, Scotia comes down and Rangers score, and that's exactly what happened um, right into the game. Again... And I'll come on to this for you all when we talk about this goal. Set pieces, I thought, tonight with Rangers corner kicks. I thought were brilliant tonight. I thought Tav's balls in were outstanding, which we've been utter dire at recently, but I thought it was outstanding. There's Leon Balogun, as Alec Cray, who said, rose like a salmon, which I thought was brilliant, and <laughs> lashes it lashes it into the bullet header in the back of the net, Scotia. And at that point, me and you turned to each other, and I'm trying to put, fling you up in the air, and it was, um, it was dreamland at that point. Uh, you were trying to get me to grab that uh, club depth camera that was whizzing about above yeah, us again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was an absolutely brilliant header from Balogun, and there was nothing really that the keeper could have done done about it. Just with so much power and force, and it like sort of back the way it came. It was um, it was brilliant, and it was good. Like you say, it was good. Our set piece taken in corners was really good, and it was good to see us mixing it up during games as well. Because I think I've been screaming out for a wee while, maybe not on here, but to use kind of speaking elsewhere and in the group chat and things our corners haven't been great and we could really do with scoring from a corner at times because I mean I, I always joke but I I think I have to go back to like Alberts or Van Bronckhorst <laughs> the last time we had a decent consistent free kick uh, corner kick taker because an awful lot of the time it just tended to hit the first man but um, no last night we were really good with set pieces yeah, Ryan. I mean, last season we had a spread of goals all over the team, especially the back line. Goldson, a lot of goals last season, and Barisic, Balogun. This season we've not really done it. Like I say, set pieces haven't been great with Rangers, but last night I thought they were really good. And that goal for Balogun, the neck muscles to get the power into that was outstanding, and what a goal it was. Oh, it was brilliant, Ali. Like, I love a goal like that. It just reminds me, any goal like that from a corner kick just... Literally brings being that nostalgic feeling of Richard Goff powering headers by I Celtic. That's what it makes me think of. That's that's what I want to see from the centre halves. And I did say a few pods ago that players need to get their numbers up, Aribo, Ken, etc. But so did so did the defenders. We had Goldson, Hollander, we had probably a lot of defenders scoring goals eh, last season. Even Borner chipped in with a few goals last year, and that's another. It's just another reason why we're not where we want to be this season um, and I think defenders need to start getting their, getting their numbers up but they need to they obviously need the service as well because I think I don't like being critical on Tavernier because I thought he was absolutely outstanding last night but I think Tavernier would probably be first to say his delivery's not been where he wants it to be <coughs> but I thought our set pieces were great last night and and credit to the team we never I don't think anyone mentioned it but credit to the team for Morelos's goal because that ball to Jack is it's something they've tried something different there and it's come off. So yeah, um it was great to see that that goal. And I, I did think of you Ali when we scored it because I thought there'll be a man up in that club deck happy because we've scored just after half time. Um so yeah, it was just a mm-hmm. perfect perfect kind of I know it was sixty minutes, but perfect perfect time for us to score, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Carney, I say to you everybody week. I want my early goal to kill it. There's my early goal, there's your three 0 prediction. The club deck cameras going mental up and down. Your dad and yourself are caught on it, going wild. What was yes. your thoughts at this point? Yeah, we were caught on it. I mean, it was literally right in front of me, like, <laughs> like right in front of me. I was like, oh, it was much lower last time than it was last time. But yeah, we did get caught on it, and it's it's dreamland stuff. It, it actually got to the point after we settled after the goal where I'm going, I can't believe how well this has went tonight. It's one of them ones where you're kind of having to pinch yourself at just how good Rangers have been. Um, Bargain, when you said Rose like a salmon, I hope you weren't going to say like Connor salmon. Um, but the <laughs> the the header was the header was great right into the corner. Keeper had absolutely no chance, and we have 
we've, we've, we're three nil up. I mean, if, <laughs> within fifty one minutes, fifty two minutes of this tie, what the what is going on? Literally one of those nights where you're you are pinching yourself. I was delighted. I, I was very happy. As you say, if you go back and watch the highlights, you will see me and my dad going mental. Uh, my dad was giving it the full the full air fist pumps at the time, and he still got it. Still got it, the old man. Uh, but yeah, I mean, everything fell for Rangers. We've, we've scored from a set piece. We've scored a head off from a set piece. Well, I mean, the stars aligned last night, let's be honest, and it put the game out of touch for them. I don't. I I do think from then on, Red Star huffed and puffed, but I don't think they. I don't think they had the belief in them anymore. Um, after that third goal, and yeah, mate, you got your early goal. I got my prediction, and it was the the game was over. I'm not saying the tie's over, but the game was over. Yeah, I I agree. I turned to Scotia, and there was a spell of I would say 20 minutes after that goal where I thought Red Star they really didn't. They looked like the the stuff had been knocked right out of them. And then, obviously, the way the second half went, Rangers possibly could have made it four, maybe five. Red Star were unlucky. They hit the bar. Bad decision as well. Um, obviously, we make a couple of changes. Sands comes on. Sakala comes on. Ryan Jack comes off and that. But, no, I, I thought Rangers were very comfortable seeing the game out. And um, a fantastic, fantastic result for the football club. It really was. Um, I think... I think we've all been saying in this, in terms of the league, we have had zero luck in terms of things in the league this season. Last night, I don't think it was luck, to be honest. I think the introduction of VAR, um, I know Ryan's on the fence with it, but I think VAR last night got everything correct. And um, I also thought, I actually turned to Scotia at one point and I found myself actually clapping the linesman and referee at some points because I actually thought they had a good game last night. <laughs> and I was saying to Scotia, I can't believe I'm clapping the linesman here because he put he put his flag up and for all the VAR ones that he got right, he had his flag up. And um, I thought the officiating was really good last night. But overall, Scotia, 3-0. I know the way goals rules isn't there, so we didn't concede. But to win 3-0... I'm feeling it comes on and Ibrox is bouncing once again. Absolutely outstanding achievement by Rangers. And I know it's only half time. Yeah, no, it was brilliant. Um, it was, I was going for a 2-0, um, and a 3-0 is really good, I think, against a team like Red Star, like Carney had mentioned, haven't conceded. I think it was four they conceded in the Europa League group stages um, against like the Michelins that they had in there and who else was in their group? Braga, was it? Um, but yeah, a load of groups. Brilliant. Um, on VAR, you know what, last night we didn't need VAR because like you say, the officiating was spot on and to be honest, I seen they were Dutch, the officials so I was like, I kind of expecting them to be, be top quality and to be honest, they were the only one thing during the game that I maybe screamed for was Kent, the tug and Kent for the second penalty I screamed for that more than the, the first one or the second penalty claim but looking back at it, no, probably, probably too far too soft um, but no, the officials were were brilliant last night. I mean, we, we criticise the Scottish ones enough in here, so I think we can only turn around and praise the officials for the what the games they had last night as well. Yeah, Ryan, obviously, just touching on VAR there. You're the man on here that's on the fence with VAR. I would assume last night you were very happy with VAR last night and the officiating and obviously the 3-0 Rangers scoreline at the very end. Team VAR, boys. Team VAR. I texted in the group chat. I'm all for it. Um, it's working in our favour just now. It's showing a lot more positives than negatives. And Yeah, I mean, you can't really be in a position that we're going to criticise it because, it's, as I said, it's going in our favour at the moment. Um, the ref- I thought the referee, and I'm obviously going to say this because we won 3-0, but if I give you an example of why I think the referee was good, Alfredo Morelos was bullying them, we said at the beginning of the pod, but he was literally bullying them physically, throwing his shoulder into them and knocking them five, six yards away from him. Do you think on Sunday that's a foul? Are, are any, any, they're all fouls. You know Alfredo Morelos has got a reputation here, so if yeah. he's seen to win the ball physically, probably I would say about 75% of them are fouls against him. There's so many of them where he just uses his strength and Billy's a defender and the foul goes against him and he would not have got away with those and it's just, it's good officiating and it really stuck out for us and we probably felt, 
probably felt a bit spoiled last night with the, the standard they officiating, but that that is how it should be. We are just starved of good refereeing and a good standard in this country. And um, yeah, it's it's what you expect from UEFA referees. And, it, and it, yeah, I, I was just happy with them. I don't I don't want to go over the top of the referees because um, they're only doing their job. But it just shows how much we are starved of it in this country. Yeah, Carney. I mean, I know the guy that. Was a was a referee for the Dortmund game. I think you said he was quite an eccentric character at times. <laughs> yes. I think he, I think he was. To be fair, but but and I, I mean, I, I, like I say, I was I was really impressed with officiating last night. And credit where credit's due. Like I say, they got all the big decisions correct without VAR. I know VAR was there just to double check, but I thought they were spot on last night. The referee and his team, I really do. Yeah, agreed, mate. I, I think. The difference that it makes. I don't even think, honestly, I mean, it, it took me a while to come round to it. And the idea of VAR, uh, even with the referees that we have just now, it has to make things better. It just has to make it better because it works. Now, I do think there's a full overhaul of Scottish refereeing needing to happen. I don't particularly think it will happen. The rest of Scottish football, I said it before, I just seem quite happy to let themselves burn and just not care, even though there's buckets of water to their aid that they could help themselves with but they don't want to do so but no the, the standard of refereeing was was decent enough I think you still you still get these these crazy European fouls um, where it's, there's nothing in it and it's just down and it's just like a way of breaking up play however Alfredo Morello started doing that last night and started using it to our advantage so it swings and roundabouts and all that. But no, they got it right. VAR got the calls right. Um, it doesn't matter if you're an inch offside, you're still offside. It doesn't make a difference. Uh, they got it correct. And it's worked for us again. Um, as I say, I said last night, I know our favourite three words is uh, penalty to Rangers, but I think it's now VAR check um, for penalty for Rangers. Uh, I think that's now our favourite scene. But no, delighted delighted with the, how the night went. And we've not even spoke about John Lundstrom and how good John Lundstrom was. And it just shows you how good that team was, really, for, for the, the entire 90 minutes. Yeah, like you say, Karen, I know your man in the match was Morelos last night. I'm looking at the time here, 45 minutes, lads. I'm trying to keep it. Yeah. But to be fair, it's a momentous achievement last night for Rangers. So we need to talk about it. Just, I know, Carney, you said man in the match was Morelos. So quickly, man, man in the match... Just a quick one word. I'll go with um, James Tavernier. Ryan, man of the match. I want to say more than one word. I'll be very quick because, and this is the reason, um, I always criticise Tavernier and everybody knows I'm not a a huge fanboy of him. I thought James Tavernier was absolutely outstanding. Outstanding. In in the first half, he's a a joint to watch. His defending was phenomenal. James Tavernier, man of the match for me. Yeah, I'd also like to say congratulations to James Tavernier on the birth of his, his baby girl as well. That was the celebration. Yeah. Scotia, man of the match. Yeah, it would probably be Tav and Alfie, but let's go. In fact, all of them, but go different. I thought Kent was terrorising them again at times last night, and he, he just he keeps these performances for Europe. He can be frustrated at times in Scotland, but I thought Kent deserves a be mentioned because we've not really spoke overly much about him. Yeah, no, I, I thought Rangers were brilliant. I thought it was a team performance last night. Once again, I thought the fans were brilliant as well. Um, but yeah, obviously, it puts us firmly in the driving seat now to go into the last eight of the Europa League, which is which is where we want to be. We've, we've not done it the last two years, so it'll be a, a great achievement to get there. It's not done. That's a daunting place to go over in Serbia. So we'll touch on it in um, Club Deck Corner in terms of in terms of the game. Because we all know what Rangers do after European games. <laughs> they bring us in a high and then they put us right in the boss and bring us right back down. So that brings us a lovely on to Sunday's game, which is the Scottish Cup, where we are playing Dundee. Now, <laughs> I'm going to say something. Of, I'm not going to put anything out there, like I said, at Ross County. But if we can't go to Dundee after that and put them out of the cup, we might as well chuck it, to be honest. Because Dundee are lying 12th in the league at the moment. Played 30 games like everyone. They've only won five. They've drawn eight and lost 17 games. Mark McGee's their new manager, who we all know is a hater of Rangers. So that'll be mm. interesting. Um, Lee Griffiths isn't there, which is unfortunate. As Ryan said, he's away to play with the Burns. So he's down there. Um, their last win in the league was a two-win away win away at Hearts, actually, which was in the, the 9th of February. And in the last round of the Scottish Cup, which I actually watched, um, I think I think a couple of you boys watched it as well. Um, they beat Peterhead three 0 away from home, which I thought flattered them. To be honest, I thought Peterhead were unlucky. 
had a stone wall. We talk about referees being brilliant last night. Well, in that game, they were denied a stone wall penalty in that game to Peter Head. So I felt sorry for them. Um, just quickly in the press in terms of who's available, Lundstrom looks like he's out of it with an ankle injury. Aribo also as well. I thought Aribo was his, his tank was empty last night. That's why he came off. Um, Arfield won't be there either. Um, so yeah, I'll come to you, Carney. Thoughts on Sunday? Do you think Rangers are going to, as they've done after European nights, bring us right back down again? Um, nah, I'll be optimistic. <laughs> no, no, I don't. No, I, 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 in all honesty, I don't know. Something about last night, I don't know about you. Obviously, the Dortmund was special, yes, and everything about it. All that went with it was great. Last night, something felt different with this team. Uh, there was belief, there was confidence, there was an element of control within that game that we've not really seen. Like, the Dortmund game, we didn't really control it. Not as much as last night, anyway. I don't think there was just a, a calmness, the organisation of it, the dropping from at the back three, before I say back five and Scotia shouts at me, the back three into the, <laughs> into the normal midfield. There was just something a wee bit different. I think there's a wee, a wee click. Maybe I'm being a wee bit too optimistic, but I do. I think there's something clicked. Dundee are rank rotten. I mean, awful. Really, truly bad. I have watched a few highlights of their games over the last few weeks. They are not a good team at all. Uh, Rangers should be doing more than enough to to deal with this. Deal with this team. Uh, I'm, I'm a bit gutted that Lundstrom won't be there. I think he has become a pretty integral part of the way Gio wants to play football. Um, however, no matter what team um, we line up with um, through the kind of fringe players or the start on 11, that you would, the kind of regulars you would like, we should be doing more than enough, uh, more than enough even to uh, to see off Dundee on Sunday. I don't think there should be any doubt about it. Yeah, Scotia. Dundee, as as Carney says, they're not a, not a good team at all, Dundee. But the Scottish Cup, and in particular Cups in the last season for Rangers, has been atrocious, to say the least. Um, we need to win. It's a big game for Rangers on Sunday. Um, what's your thoughts on the game? Yeah, like we say, we do need to win. Our, our Cup record has been atrocious. And, um, you know, the Dundee are pretty much, I mean, it's them and St Johnson fighting out for who finishes bottom really but in all honesty the way the championship's going I could see it being two up and two down if I'm honest with the way that both Dundee and St Johnston are playing yeah, I think they've conceded the most goals in the league um, obviously this is a cup game so it's slightly different um, but I don't expect much from Dundee in all honesty I know they were hit with um, like Charlie Adam was definitely out with Covid um, last week I think he should be alright for for this game but that all depends on returning those two negative lateral flow tests and I tried to have a wee look online in the Dundee Courier of all places but there was nothing <laughs> nothing. so I'm, I'm not really sure in their, their squad status so uh, Rangers just need to do what they do um, and I, I think we should have enough although what I would say is even though we won last night 3-0 I don't, still don't think this tie's dead in all honesty I think we'll score over there but I, I just got a feeling that Gio might he did say in the presser Gio that he was going to make or pick a strong team or he alluded to that at least, but I've still got a feeling that there might be some changes with Thursday night and Yeah, I mean, obviously we'll touch that at Club Deck Corner, but no, 100%, the, the tie's not dead, 100%. Um, Ryan, you, you've been quite vocal in this podcast about Rangers and Cups and how disappointing it's been in terms of we need to, we need to do better in the Cups. What's your thoughts going to Dens? Surely we can put Dundee out of the Cup and go to Hamden for the semis. Aye, it's. Uh, I don't. I don't fear Dundee. I fear Rangers. <laughs> I don't fear Dundee. <laughs> um, they're a. They're a poor. I think as Carmi said, they're a poor side. And if that's right about Charlie Adam, aka Uncle Fester, um, if he's if he's not playing, he's the one that can. Have, if you give him time in the ball, I mean, he is good at he is good at the dead balls and, and playing long balls. He's the only one that can pull the strings for them. But, uh, yeah, I want to smash um, any, any team or organisation who's willing to give Lee Griffiths a chance is um, pretty much down in the ladder for me. I hope, I hope we go there and do them. Um, I think we'll field feel a strong team. Um, it is news to me. I've not seen the press conference today, but I've had to edit my team as we were speaking because I didn't know about the the injury <laughs> injury updates. There's a few, a few score lines through my team there. 
Um, but I still think we've enough. I don't rate Dundee at all. I don't want to be disrespectful, but I don't rate them as a side who will pose much challenge. I think we'll win pretty, pretty comfortably early. I like the confidence. Yeah, yeah. There's, like you say, there's a few injuries, especially in the midfield. So it leaves us slightly light in there. I think you've seen in the press, or Charlie McCann goes in the press today, which is probably in the bench. Lowry, I imagine, will be there too. So coming on to the teams... Scotia, I'll let you come up first. Who's your team and scoreline and first goal scorer? Yeah, I'm going for a few changes. Um, McGregor and goals, back four of Tav, Goldson, Hellander, and I'd like to see Barisic maybe get a chance, but it'll probably be Bassey. But for me, I'll go for Barisic for my team. Um, midfield of Kamara and struggle with this one as well. I was going to put Sands in, but then I didn't like the look of it, so playing Kamara and Jack. <laughs> Um, I think Ramsey will start. He needs to really start. In oh, God. Games. So I think Ramsey. It's not, April, it's not April 1st, Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> I've also got Welsh. Diallo starting. I've also got Diallo starting. <laughs> Riff up front and Ken out on the left as well. What are you That's talking about, um... man? <laughs> There's not a chance for Ellis isn't playing. Yeah. Not a chance. That's quite drastic, Scotia. And your score, your score prediction and first goal scorer. Don't say it's Aaron Ramsey first goal scorer. Three 0 um, Roof first scorer. Based on my team. Very confident. Very confident. Carney team. Um, uh, different from Scotia's. Um, I, I don't think, but Barisic has got a chance of ever playing really for Rangers right now, um, with the way Bassey's playing. So I've went McLaughlin only because it's the cup. Before people shout at me, it's only because it's the cup. Uh, uh, Tavernier, Golton, Balligan, Bassey, Kamara, Jack, Ramsey, <laughs> Kent, Diallo, and Morelos. Yeah, because Diallo has to play because if not, Rangers are going to owe Man United money, surely. So Diallo <laughs> has to play at some point. And considering he's just decided he was fit again for the European game, you know, uh, I'm presuming he will he will start. And it's now or never for Aaron Ramsey. I'm, I'm sick of this. So either plays on Sunday or that'll do. Do you know what I mean? That's plenty because you were running, really running out of time very quickly. And if Ramsey does play, he'll play 55, 56 minutes and then be off the park again. But because Aribo's not there, there's no time like present. I would like it to be Lowry, however, but I just don't think Gio will take that much of a risk. But So I think he'll play Ramsey. And I'll go 2-0 Rangers and Morelos and Kent to score. Ryan. Are you in the Aaron Ramsey train here with the other two lads in terms of Willie Start? What's your team? I've got Ramsey in the middle and I've got John Eustace at one side and Jordan Ross at the other. Is that, is that portal cabin? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got, uh, I think I've got the same back five as Scotia. So McGregor, Tav, Goldson, Hollander, Barisic. I, I, but I'm, I totally agree with Carney. But, uh, Bassey's are left back, but I think Gio will have an eye on this on, on Thursday. I think he'll be... Bassey's put a lot in. He has that, I know he's 21, but he's put a lot in. And I've just got a sneaky feeling he might get rested on Sunday. I've got Kamara. A couple of score lines through some names here. <laughs> uh, Ramsey. I've got Aaron Ramsey starting and Jimmy Sands um, <laughs> holding down the, the defence. That one's for Jamie Lowe. And uh, I've got Kent, Kent Morelos and Sakala up front and I am going 2-0 Rangers Kent to score yes Ryan Kent to score he's due to score Ryan Kent yeah, interesting you've all went for um, Ramsey I'll touch on quickly after I get my team but I'm going to go McGregor Tav Goldson Balogun Bassey Jack Kamara I think the youngster Lowry deserves a wee start, so I'm putting him in there. Sakala, Morelos and Kent. And my scoreline is 3-0 Rangers. And I too am going to go with Ryan Kent for goal scorer. Um, but just, just quickly, just quickly touching on Aaron Ramsey. Now he's been on the bench the last two games, never been seen, never come on. I said to Guy at work today, what's the point of having him on the bench last night? I thought he was just taking a space up, to be honest. Are we putting him on the bench just for the sake of Aaron Ramsey being on the bench to say that, oh, he's in the squad? And I agree with you, Carney. See if he doesn't start tomorrow. For me, 
that's the end of it for him. And I'll come back to you in that, Carney. Um, look, we had two goalkeepers on the bench last night, so I'm not sure True, you can well. taking that. Not sure you can say it's not safe, but I get where you're coming from. Um, I, I just, it's getting to the point where you're going, he can pay for as many physios as he wants to come in and do work with him. It doesn't make a difference. He's now, it is getting to that point now. And I don't want to sound all pure doom and gloom about it because I was very excited about Aaron Ramsey arriving. It gave us a, a buzz. I, I thought this was going to be brilliant to see him. Um, and I thought even a 75% Ramsey. Getting into that midfield would have made a, a made a huge difference. However, look, there's a number of things you could go into with different theories about it. Maybe it's up to game of the rest of the midfield because they know there's a quality player like that sitting on the sidelines trying to get yourself fit. That is very possible as well. Um, I would I would go along, mate. That I've I've picked the team that I think he will play. Um, I would give Lowry a chance instead of starting Aaron Ramsey because. Honestly, eh, I think Lowry's earned it. I don't think Ramsey has. So, but it's 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 Sunday or never for Ramsey, in my opinion. Yeah, Scotia. I know, I know you. We all know in this podcast that you don't like the Welsh, um, which is a pity <laughs> because we're all going to live that down. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, uh, and to be oh. fair, it's a pity for it's a pity for you, Scotia, because um, Carney's booked um, Club at Twenty Two. Um, Summer night out down in Wales, so unfortunately for you, you can't come. So um, yeah, Blues. just quick. Yeah, the card of the Blues. So Scotia Aaron Ramsey are you in the in the boat of if, if he doesn't start tomorrow, time's up for him. Uh, yeah, it has to be getting there because otherwise I'll just be putting it a week down the line, a week down the line, and before you know it, there's no more time left. What I would say is I never expected him to come on at all last night, regardless of the scoreline. Um, I think the game against Aberdeen. Had we been winning that, like 2-0, I reckon he would have come on for that one. I just think that the circumstances of the game didn't allow him to come on to play because it was probably too big a risk. But I think he needs to start tomorrow because otherwise, both him and Diallo, what has been the point? It goes down as too terrible. Bitsy, transfer business. Yeah, Ryan, Scotia's touched on another man there as well. Diallo, I know you've got a great song out of it. I know you enjoy the song along with Sakala's song, um, but... We don't want guys to come up here just so we can sing a song about them, but Ramsey, Diallo, if we don't see it tomorrow, especially Ramsey, like we say, do you think it's game over as well? I do. Obviously, I texted the group chat last night saying the players warm up in front of me and I did see Aaron Ramsey spit a bit of chewing gum out and he kicked it. And it went to the side of the pitch, which was really, really impressive. Don't <laughs> underestimate that. It was the timing of, the timing of this kick to, to, to catch it first time was, was something special. I'll never forget it. Um, if Aaron Ramsey doesn't play on Sunday, then it looks as if it's a disastrous idea, anyway, if I'm honest, because, as I said, he needs to, even if he is match fit, he needs to earn his right to play for Rangers. I don't care who you are. Our certain midfielders are playing well just now. Jack, Lundstrom, Kamara, Chuck Aribo in there as well, if you want. They're, they're playing well. And he needs to earn his right. So, um yeah, I just don't, I don't see it happening with Ramsey. I've, I've, I've given up now, if I'm being honest with you. And Diallo, I don't think... I think the reason he isn't getting game time is because of what we've seen against Dundee United. I think the management team will maybe look at that and Gio knows Scottish football. He'll be like, nah, I don't fancy that. If you're not if you're not applying yourself, then nah. And I don't I don't think he'll be a, a successful signing for us either. Unfortunately, it looks as if it's been a bad window signing-wise. Yeah, 100% agree with it. But um but yeah, no that's that that is pretty much us done tonight. That was a that was that was a good podcast lads. That was obviously a great night for Rangers last night. We're rolling at the Scottish Cup on Sunday, four o'clock kickoff, which is a bit of a mental time on a Sunday because of Premier Sports. Um but I look forward to it and um hopefully we are going to Hampton, which I've got a horrific record at Hampton, so I will not look forward to that. But um I would like to thank my well, first of all, I'd like to thank all the guys in the comments um for putting the comments in and everyone that listened to us tonight. Um we appreciate everything from that. But um I would like to yeah thank my guest, first of all, the podfather, Scott Carney. Thank you very much for tonight. 
Pleasure, mate. Um, always good to talk about a night like last night. Could do it over and over again. Uh, but, I mean, we call this a preview pod. We should probably rename it, to be honest, after that, a night like Thursday <laughs> night because we were quickly rammed in Dundee United at the end there. But, look, what a momentous night and it deserved the time for us all to sit there and have the conversation about it and to give the team the praise that they thoroughly deserve. Just don't let us down in Sunday, Rangers, please. Uh, but, no, enjoy the night. Thank you, everybody, for getting involved. As always, please... Subscribe, like the videos, etc. It's been brilliant. So thank you, everybody. Yep. And Ryan, thank you very much for your time. I know your cat did make an appearance tonight, so everyone will be disappointed in that one. But at least you were here to grace your presence. That's it. And I don't know if it get picked up on the pod, but they, they, I'm bringing this from the hometown of the Ayrshire Derby. There's a big atmosphere being um, created outside my window at the moment, so I don't know if you have caught any of it. Um, but um, be a bad a bad dad and a bad uncle if I didn't say happy birthday to my niece Katie, I love you and happy birthday to my oldest son who is 13 on Sunday yes I have a 13 year old happy birthday Harvey, love you and enjoy your weekend boys oh, man. Feels, a wee, feels like a wee bit of Friday night GBX here and we're doing shout outs for like <laughs> <Bobby and, laughs> I got a yeah, yeah, and um, not but not last but not least, um, Scotia, the the main man of the podcast, the celebrity, the, the guy that the girls want photos with and nights out. I have been, I've witnessed this. Um, thank you for your time, Scotia. Um, you look fresh out as well. Bye, right, cheers, then. No, just um, I say happy birthday to Harvey and um, Ryan's niece as well. Hope they have a good day and hope hey, it, it's 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 good luck for for Sunday because uh, Ali, you did joke. As we're coming out, it'll be a stuffy arch twitching game on Sunday, so hopefully not. I'm um, so looking forward to it. Yep. I know actually as well, there was a boy, here is a shout out. I did quickly see there was a boy in the comment that said he'd seen us in the queue for the club deck when we were grinning last night. So next time, I forget your name because I just quickly glanced at it. But next time you see us, come and, come and have a chat. Rudy, yes. Rudy's name is... Yeah, it's, um, it's it's ten quid for a photo with Scotia now. He's the same as that guy who does his shout outs for the out in um visit. That's the one that's get, the one, right? So I get I get eighty percent of that that ten pounds. <laughs> yeah, Scotia's pimped <laughs> out by us. So um yeah, no, no, happy birthday, Harvey. Hopefully Rangers give you a birthday present of our next uh, through the next round of the cup. But um yeah, thanks very much for the guests. Um we like Carney said, if you could like share and subscribe to the podcast we are so close to 2000 subscribers um it means a lot to us um so yeah if we get to 2000 ideally before the old firm would be brilliant that would be outstanding but yeah we, we support we appreciate all your support it's, it's 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 really really humbling but yeah we have been club at 22 the rangers podcast and we will see you on sunday goodbye <laughs>